Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey, Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Here we are. Another Here we week. Are. Here we Another week. <laughs> another we week. It. We did make it Quarantine and all that. So. Quarantine is a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. over it, and yet I think I have definitely adjusted to this is just where we are in life now, right? I think so. I think this is where we are. Doing the thing. Yeah. I was at, uh, at home today buying some things for the bathroom. You know, fake plants, because I'm not about to water any plants. <laughs> I have to look no, at you. You need the snake plants. Snake plants don't require much love. Oh, they, that's probably they grow. I should yeah. do that. I mean, we yeah. have some real plants in the house. I had to bring the real plant spike, this giant real plant from my office. I had to bring him home during all of this. Oh, so, right. So he would survive. So he would survive. That's I good felt idea. bad for yeah. him. But I was at home today, and I sort of had this, like, memory yeah. thing You were at on. the store at home. Correct. <laughs> yes, not at home. I was at the store at home, which always reminds me of like a Hobby Lobby and a Lowe's had a baby. Like that's how I think of that place. Like it, think about it. It really it's is. True. It's yeah, really true. Yeah. So I'm walking around in there and I'm like, you know, that was the first place that I ventured out after the big lockdown was uh, we went and we were like, it's huge. It's big. There's not a lot of people ever in there at one time. And I, re- I was having this like sensory moment where I was like, this is where I was the first time I was out. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, been a thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So this week yeah. we have on our, uh, on our episode, uh, Christy McKelvey, yes. who opened, um, Rooted in Nature. Mm-hmm. I'm it's sorry. a preschool. Nooted, rooted and free. Re- rooted and free. I, I can't Nature speak. school. It's nature okay. School. We're like there three we glasses <laughs> in at this point. People get what we're they good. get. We're, we're good. good. It's actually delicious. Mm-hmm. This Excuse is me. delicious yes, wine. It's yeah, not bad. The Menage a Trois. I like it yes. very much. Let's <laughs> not have anybody read into that. But yeah, okay. Anyway. But it's um, delicious. But yes. Yeah, but so Christy, Christy was saying. Yes. Yeah. Go, go ahead. She was saying. Yeah. That she was very nervous. And this was kind of out of her wheelhouse having to be on and do different things. Mm-hmm. And be the promote. PR of her right. company. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, she was explaining to us, you know, as our listeners will hear, her mission, her passion, her why, and that's a different part of what she's. Yeah. And she was very honest about what she, uh, what she's comfortable doing, and what things she did, she has to do because the business needs her to do it that she doesn't love so much. But yeah. she really talked a lot about how she was nervous getting into this, and, yeah. it, and it made us think about how, yeah, we get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Big time, right? So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I kind of, something happened to me at, like, year one and a half of being the ED at the Karen Cupboard, mm-hmm. where, like, I just stopped being nervous for any kind of, like, TV appearances or interviews or anything like that. And I think it really comes down to the fact that, like, I just can speak so fluently about the mission and passion mm-hmm. that I have for the Karen Cover. Because you love it. Right. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering, like, what your experience with nervousness and, like, that kind of, like... Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people have said to me before, like, you ne- like whether it's students or parents of students or people I work with, they're like, you never get nervous. And I'm like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Sure I do. <laughs> you know, but my nervousness comes in very different ways. Yeah. And, um, and, and there's sort of this psychological thing with, like, the more nervous you get... 
um, it's the things that you aren't as good at, right? right. They're, they're like opposites, um, you know, and that kind of thing. And so the things you know you're good at, you don't get as nervous at. Or if you do get nervous, it feeds the positivity of it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not nervous to speak in front of people or to perform in front of people if I feel well prepared. Right. So that's what it is yeah. for me. But the things that make me feel nervous are the things like if I feel like I could have prepared better. <laughs> I know you're surprised. My self-blame comes into that. Right. Yes. <laughs> kind of piece. This is my fault. My I thought, you know, it's never someone else's. It's I should have prepared more. I should have something like that. Um, I'm very nervous anymore about, um, like, if I have to memorize other people's words. Because just like you said, if I'm talking about my own pieces and I'm passionate and I believe in it, well, I have no nervousness because I believe it so wholeheartedly. Yeah. My nervousness comes from, like, when I have to memorize something that I haven't been able to internalize yet. Yeah. That's where I get to. Um, But then I've gotten around that in some ways, you know, teleprompters. I have no, I have no shame. Yeah, in such things. I, I don't know what happened, but at some mm-hmm. point and d- during this journey, I just thought to myself, the the more nervous I am, the worse yeah. I sound. Mm-hmm. So like, knock your stupid crap off right. and like figure it out. And mm-hmm. I remember a couple of years ago, we had um, one of the local TV stations come, and we did these like four segments, and mm-hmm. you know whatever, and we did them in one take. And the news reporter looked at me and was like, "Are you trained?" And I'm yeah, like, "No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just really believe what I'm yeah. saying." You know, Eric it's, has said yeah. that to both of us. Um, we've both done individual segments with Aaron from Anubis, who is a, a wonderful community. Um, supporter in the area who yeah. owns a film company and he uses it for a lot of good you know yeah. he, he'll do segments at really reasonable prices or he'll you know all different things um uh, he did the whole we are lebanon uh, yes. pieces a few years ago yeah and we both went in separately and then mm-hmm. we've also done things together and he's like you you guys do this in one take and we're like it's because we really believe the mission yeah. of what we're doing you know um which makes me are you the same way when you have to talk about yourself, though? Or do you no. get nervous, right? <laughs> I know. I have to tell you, ever since we talked to Cindy Coakley, and I know we're not doing our season recap till next week, I know, so I'll, I'll say that. But ever since we talked to, to Cindy Coakley and she talked about personal mission statements and how she's helped people define them, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I might give her a call because... I am ner- I'm nervous when I have to talk about me. Yeah. And not because I'm not proud of the things I do, but because I don't think I know my mission statement right. as well as I should. Yeah. You know, in that way. So that's Well, and I think me. it's it, you and I can jam about what how we fit into the ecosystem mm-hmm. of our organizations, but mm-hmm. uh, us as separate identities, like that becomes a really big challenge. Right. And I'm sure that some of our listeners can really Have understand right. that, um, you know, because you become so ingratiated mm-hmm. in, in the mission and, and work that you do within the organizations that you support and, and run and, and are partners mm-hmm. with that it, it's easy to talk about how you fit into that. But right. when you say, who am I separate from those things or in conjunction with those things, like that's it's that hard. It's hard. So there I get nervous. There I get like, did I talk too much? Did I say too much? Did I talk about the right things? Did I talk about my family enough? Did I not talk about my family enough? You know, it's it's all of those things. And, you know, um, I struggle with like defining myself in different areas. Like it reminds me of like, you know how you have different resumes for different things in your life. Right. right? If I'm if I'm applying for a theater education piece, it might be this. If it's a educational technology piece, it might be this. If it's a but it's hard when you talk about all those things. And it always comes back to that imposter syndrome right yeah 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 so I'm I you bring up Eric I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. a photo shoot with him uh in two weeks and we're uh he commissioned this work and uh it's it's I think 15 or so people he's uh, doing still photo, uh, photographs of, mm-hmm. and we have to come up with six words, nouns that identify who we are. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a really hard time with oh, this. Oh no, we'll have to brainstorm. <laughs> we'll have to do a little bit. Uh, I can help you with 
help you. Yeah. Those, so, yeah, I mean, like, on the nonprofit side, I knew who I am, right? right. But, like, you know, what am I what am I beyond mm-hmm. that? Like that, that becomes a, yeah. a LVC just so. published in their, in their presence report. I don't know if you saw it. They did like a social media camp that campaign that was like, I, I'm a Dutchman, you know? And it was yeah. all of this, like, I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a whatever, I'm a Dutchman. And I literally had to be like, what did I say? Oh, like yeah, they I printed, go, I should go back to the, I, was, I did post on that. Then you're probably in the I president's should, report. I should like, go I was back like, and look. Yeah. That might help like, to because, form my decision about who I am. Six well, words. and I felt like, what a stupid <laughs> thing, Jasmine, to like not know who you are, right? Like, you know what I mean? But it, it is, and it, and that makes me nervous. Not because I don't, you know. I think people look at me and they're like, "Oh, she's a hot mess who doesn't know who she is." But because I want to be authentic to what yeah. that is, right? So yeah. his nervousness, it it does, right? Our 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 interviewee today, Christy, had no reason to be nervous. She is so authentic and so delighted to share the mission of yeah. who she is and what she has a passion for. She had no right to be nervous whatsoever. Right. Um. But I think that's what it comes back to, and we forget that confidence. Yeah. Sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you work on so that with the kid with the boys? Are they confident? Knuckles is uh, Knuckles, Knuckles is confident. Knuckles. So apparently, Knuckles though. So my little one, he mm-hmm. calls himself Knuckle Joe from Sonic. That's and we, bu- we buy right into it. We buy right mm-hmm. into it. Yep. He's got a, his own uh, Instagram, the real <laughs> at the real Knuckle Joe. If you want to follow him, um, he is um, he's funny and he he's engaging. And then I found out at daycare he doesn't talk. Really? He so saves weird. it all for us, right? And I said to him, buddy, like, because mm-hmm. they're, like, having an issue with him, like, not communicating his needs. So it's yeah. beyond, like, whatever. And I was like, buddy, why don't you say anything? He's like, I don't have anything to say to them. <laughs> <laughs> I save it for you guys. Because he is. He's so funny. He's he so is. Funny, he's so. really funny. But yeah. we do we do a uh, joy journal, which I think we talk a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's... it's um, it's something we started. Our, our older son mm-hmm. has a little bit of a hard time with like confidence, mm-hmm. and he's just he's a type. A, he's my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Like, he just. There's he something has, about first children too. You know, yeah. like Rosemary's very introspective in that way too. Yeah. And Aaron's like, let me charm the masses. They yeah. just they just have different personalities. It's sometimes. the first pancake. The first pancake yes. is a little misshapen. <laughs> you know, it might be thicker in some parts than the rest. Like, it's, oh, you is know. that thick with two C's? Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, the kids. <laughs> well, that? I mean, yeah. you know, but yeah, I kind of I kind of liken it to that. Like, you yeah. know, there were some things that, that maybe we should have let slide. And, and, and there'll Noah's be things world. with the second one yeah. that you'll wish you caught. Exactly. It's just it's a different thing. Because yeah. his parents were just doing our best, right? We are. Yeah, we're absolutely. Doing our best. It's so funny because, you, you know, we were talking about, like, the way kids are at home versus the way they are at school mm-hmm. it makes me think of our season one guest Kristen Fultz Petro who's you know is a dear friend of mine we've literally yeah. known each other probably most all of my life yeah and uh her youngest Anthony can be a, a handful he's, he's a great kid he can be a handful and one day he went off to school and he was horrendous to her like called her the nasty names was like a total yeah. like well, you know when you look at your kid and you're like who, who are, are you, you? Yes. like she yes. had that morning and then she literally gets a call from school where he got like the citizenship of the world yeah. and she was like how can you be this kid here but then that oh yeah there. totally it just happens right? yeah I mean happens. I called the guidance counselor because you know our mm-hmm. job's to worry about our kids Noah's just really having a hard time this year it's mm-hmm. not been a great year for him fair yeah. for a lot of reasons he comes mm-hmm. home and he's just really frustrated and I I called the guidance counselor and she's like I would have not mm-hmm. had any idea had you not given a call yeah. and you know it, obviously it's our job to do that but you know it it 
makes you think about like am i am i overreacting Mm -hmm. like especially in times of covid where they can't touch like at Mm -hmm. recess they can't play tag it's got to be six feet touching like there you know there's a lot of stuff that like he's missing in all of this so you know it's it's hard i think we're just trying to I know. Freaking balance, right? And like that. Well, find the balance, and, and and when those th- and when those when those switches in us change. Like you mm-hmm. said, there was a time you were nervous, and then that changed. There's a time that we're anxious, and then that changes. There's a time when yeah. we question ourselves, and then that changes. And you know, I guess it's just part of remembering that we're always evolving, right? Always evolving. Always evolving. Much like our guest today, Christy, who is evolving education in our area, which is absolutely amazing. I love her passion. Um, She's going to talk a little bit about the school that she's opening and has already, you know, made some adjustments in the times of COVID and is still willing to innovate with risk, you know, in the middle of all this craziness. So um, I'm sure our listeners will enjoy. Yeah. Hey, Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm so excited. We've made it. Season I know. Two. Season two. Christy, you're our last guest. I yes. mean, other than Mindy, our favorite fan, right. who will join us next yes. week. I'm so excited to see yeah. Mindy, too. Yeah. But I know season two. Congratulations, yes. my friend. Congratulations to you, too. Good yeah, we've, we've interviewed now, I think, 37 incredible women, yes. uh, which is super. And so we're adding to the ranks uh, Christy McKelvey, who's joining us today. So hi, Christy. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for joining us. I know you're not actually even in the state right now. So this was like, a, you know, very That's dedication. Ca- ca- I know. I know. You. You're in Williamsburg you. right now, right? I am. Yes. Excellent. Well, if you would not mind, could you kick off for our listeners just a little bit of an introduction to yourself, you know, and uh, tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. So before I do that, I'd like to thank both of you for having me on. Um, when Shyla, who, as you all know, is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Indeed she is. <laughs> asked me to be instantly, my body filled with nervousness. <laughs> <laughs> we promise to make it a fun and enjoyable It'll time. It'll be fun. And all of our guests, no one has ever complained. In fact, everybody gets off the line with us and says what a great time it was. So we guarantee it will be absolutely the same for you. Well, thank you. Yes. So that's one thing I'm learning in this journey of starting Rooted in Free Nature School is that I have to do things that are not in my normal um, giftings. My name is Christy McKelvey, and many locals would still know me as Christy Bird because I grew up in the northern Lebanon area. Um, I am married to the love of my life, Nate, and we have four beautiful children. Nathan, who's 13, Ezra is 11. Lincoln is nine, Noah's little buddy, yeah. and then Eleanor will be, Eleanor will be eight, um, in just a few days. Oh, wonderful! Well, happy birthday to Eleanor for yeah. sure. How exciting! Uh, mm-hmm. She's so sweetie. She's such a sweetie. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so and cute. and you are the owner and director. Yes, of yes of Rooted in Free Nature School, which this is the first year that we're offering educational opportunities, and it has been incredible. Yes, I see. I was I was checking things out, of course, before our interview, and I see everything from like wacky, wonderful Wednesdays you've got going out in nature and things like that to full fledged enrollment coming here in the fall. So tell us a little bit about about the school and what your mission and hope is, and 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 what drove you to opening the school. Yeah, so I think it's been a dream of mine for several years, and there were several little seeds that were planted throughout my journey. I was with my kids. And when my oldest was getting ready for kindergarten, I started to fall into that trap, even though I was trained in kindergarten education, I was falling into that trap of, oh my goodness, is he ready? Does he know what he needs to, is he um, know his sounds? Is he socially ready? All those things. And um, I started just really diving into some different 
kindergarten readiness and I stumbled upon Finland and how they do things there. And I don't know if you ladies have followed any of the Finland education, no. but that, okay. So that's what kind of started to get me. Um, I realized they, they score above us in a lot of areas above the United States. So I started reading more about what is it that the Finns do that's differently. And they only start um, formal education at age seven. And prior to that, it's all play. And even when they do start formal education, it's 25 minutes of instruction is the law. Like that's what they must do. Um, and so I started to think, huh, there's a different way to do education. And that was really what started and planted those seeds deeper. And I stumbled upon this thing called nature school or forest kindergartens. And um, yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. what got me what got me started? You know, it's it's interesting because I think, you know, as educators, we we are so often trying to develop what is the best, even though, you know, it's a study that's been going on for decades and decades and decades and decades of, of the best way to do it. We're constantly looking for that best way to reach our children, right? Because we're so invested in them. So th- this mission of really, you know, tell us a little bit about this, some of the specifics of this. I mean, I know it's more, it's nature based and those types of things, but what is, what is sort of the hope in that? You mentioned play, but you know, what's really sort of the mission behind this theory of education? Sure. So I can start with the mission at Rooted and Free, and I'm going to read from it because I don't have it memorized, but, (laughs) and then I can kind of go from there. So our mission at Rooted and Free Nature School, we empower children through plentifully appropriate learning opportunities that grow a child's mind, body, and spirit while also fostering a lifelong love, respect, and understanding of nature. And that's a lot of like, oh my word, what does that mean? Really, we're nurturing the whole child. There is absolutely a lot of that is in play and no pun intended, but it really falls so well here. (laughs) Children learn naturally, right? I mean, they, from young age, you see them figuring how to put together words. They just learn it without us having to give them a workbook. Mm -hmm. And so much of what we in the United States think we think sit down, paper, pencil, workbook, you know, we can, we can teach through unstructured times, free play. Yeah. So, you know, especially coming off of 2020 here, you know, I I was talking with our, with our friend Cody today, and we were just saying that, you know, there are, we would be liars if we said that last summer was miserable. It wasn't. Was it what we wanted? Did we Mm -hmm. want those constraints? No, but we spent a lot of time outside. You know, we Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time hiking, walking, just hanging out together outside, socially distanced in, in ways that, and reminding ourselves that nature and this alternate way of thinking about our time is actually healthier for us. And we were like, do you think we're going to just spend this summer wherever we are in COVID? Like, mm-hmm. put that in your mind. Literally replicating that freedom of outdoors from last year, yeah. we celebrated every day we could outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a gift to us that the sunshine was there and we could be out there and we could have our toes in the grass and, you know, just be silly outside and chase each other and play tag and stupid things that we did as adults that we don't normally do, you know, like maybe 2020 has been here to remind us of this gift of nature and, you know, and the benefits it can have in nurturing our brains and and all of that. You had some good times outside this summer, right? Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting how I I think sometimes we become tethered to the things that are inside, Mm -hmm. like the, you know, video game systems and, you know, Mm -hmm. TV and all of these things. And when I kick my kids outside, 
they're like, hey, we kind of like that. It's a new discovery <laughs> and a new, yeah, and it lets their brains discover new things. You know, we laid in the backyard this summer and stared at the clouds. You know, Mark and I are like on our backs praying we can get off the ground again, you know, and, and but staring at the sky. And we were like, remember when you were a kid and you looked at the clouds and you looked at the shapes and you made up stories about the characters you found in the sky? And we're yeah. like, you know, we really, we'd be lying if we didn't say we enjoyed the reminder of it all. Yeah. Because we did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, how has the how has the reception been by the community? You know, are people excited for this new opportunity and a different way to educate their kids? Yeah. So actually, quick going back when you were talking about covid, that is absolutely there's hard, hard things to find blessings in with covid. But that getting people outside more time with your family, more time in nature, um, those have been huge. And honestly, I think that stays is a success this school year. So. We actually didn't plan to kick off Rooted and Free until next fall, or this fall, fall of 21. But because of COVID, I one night laying in bed when I should have been sleeping really late, and I just all <laughs> of a sudden of our thought, lives, you know, right? <laughs> I could offer a monthly program. Yes, I know, when you should be sleeping. But I just thought, you know what, this would be a great year because there's more kids doing education mm-hmm. in a way that's not what they normally do. And the reception has been amazing. I actually thought the winter months would slow down. We Mm -hmm. just had a sold out session last week and within 24 hours of the session, our February session sold out and our March session only has I just can't, you know, I, I dreamed this, but I didn't dream it would take off quite so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I can only imagine um, how organized you must have been in getting something to like this together. I mean, starting a school, you know, being able to have all that information together, rooting it in research, which is clear, you know, all of those pieces. Um, Shiloh was joking a little bit before we started here about how you're type A much like us, you know, um, and I'm not surprised. Um, what were sort of your steps to to research and get this started so that you would know when you were ready to kick it off the ground? You know, how did you kind of start this journey? Yeah, so I listened to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of research articles. I actually went to a conference up in New Hampshire that was all about nature-based early learning. And it was a four-day conference where that's where actually one of the presentations that I attended, she talked about going to a nature camp, how she uses a summer camp as her location. And that all of a sudden, all the pieces started to fit together for me because I knew exactly where I could come back home to and ask Mm -hmm. to be the place that we could lease for. And so it was just a lot of little things coming together. And then once I had all those pieces, then it was the stuff that I don't enjoy so much, you know, the figuring out the liability insurance and figuring out how to come up with contracts for leasing, you know, the things Mm -hmm. that aren't quite as fun as the playing with little kids in the woods. Um, (laughs) But it... It just really, it was a slow journey of really over the last probably seven years, reading more and more about it. And then that conference I attended really kind of brought Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of that research together. I got to see people that were doing it and, um, yeah, yeah, that's kind and of and that nice. idea of that there's enough room at the yeah. table for everyone. Yes. You know, we we always say mm-hmm. that you know when you want to start something, ask, ask and do it. You know, people think the world is so competitive and closed with sharing information. And what I find is that when you have something that is about serving your community, people are more than happy to share that information. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate your your mm-hmm. your idea of like. 
okay, I'm going to do this thing and it's a really great idea. And I know that, but there are also pieces of this that are either above my skill set or things that I don't really want to have to do. But, you know, sometimes I think in nonprofit land, we get stuck in this like, oh, well, we're just doing a good thing. So do we really have to Uh, do it? There's a business there. This has to happen. We (laughs) have to be able to have the insurance. We have to have the piece, you know. And I think that's really the difference, too, here, Christy, of like, you could have built this just for your own kids. You could have created this for your four children and done that. But really taking Mm -hmm. on and saying, our community needs this. And so if they need this, unfortunately, I have to do the things I don't love too. Yeah. you know, and, and but we do that to make sure that our yeah. communities are stronger and better. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So you you have been a lifelong educator. You have parents who are educators. You and your husband both are educators. So this is a mm-hmm. this is a lifelong kind of experience for you. And uh, you do something really interesting with your kiddos, uh, which is do a year at home in sixth grade. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? I know like hmm. this kind of mm-hmm. fills into your education standpoint and views and I I think it's really fascinating it does so yeah at some point I came up with the idea probably again middle of the night when I should have been sleeping that with four kids it's hard to spend that one-on-one time with them and so when my oldest was in sixth grade was when my youngest was in first grade and so it was the first time that they were all in school full-time and so You know, at the time, it sounded like the perfect plan. Sixth grade, have them home. Well, then COVID happened. So last year was actually my eldest's sixth grade year. So that got cut off short. And this year is my second son's sixth grade year. And I actually have all four kids home this year. So it's going to have to be changed a little bit for those two. But my my dream, like the reason I chose that is to have that one-on-one time. So Nathan and I last year, we took a two-day trip to New York City where we... Prior to it, learned all about Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty, and we read all the Harry Potter books so we could watch the play in New York. Uh huh. Um, Which is a quite a commitment. Because you know that's two different several hour sessions. Yes, that is a commitment. Absolutely. But what a a great uh, Well worth it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Finding, yes, it was something he was really into. And so I joined him in that passion. And um, so, you know, just to me, having that one on one time with the kids and giving them a unique experience. We did a lot of life skills things. We've mastered laundry and cooking and it's wonderful this year because the one morning this past week I came downstairs and Nathan and Ezra, my two oldest, made pancakes, scrapple, eggs, smoothie, coffee, and tea. Excellent. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and, and I was, yeah. So we didn't eat until around 11 o'clock because, you know, they haven't quite mastered yeah. Time management in the kitchen. Details, details. Yes. But it's okay. It was brunch, right? right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. No. So. But I love the thoughtfulness in that because, you know, we forget sometimes that we do have choices. And that's one of the things that I think is going to come out of this COVID time, too, is, you know, I don't think that online education is for everyone or in school, ed- you know, in the physical building is for everyone or homeschool is for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think this time has reminded us that, that we as parents do have a little bit more decision making in that sometimes um, if our lives allow not not right. every but every family's uh, life allows for that but there are things you know um, there are teachers right now that that we have at the college that I say to them you will wind up being an online teacher and you might love that like don't poo-poo this time when your observations are different or your um, you know your student teaching is different because student teaching online might actually lead you to what you love and are going to do and how you're going to serve students the best you know yeah. so it really is interesting 
All right. So you had mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation that when you were at your um, your retreat or your conference uh, a couple of years ago, you knew exactly the location that you wanted to kind of come back to. So talk a little bit about that, because it sounds like Mm -hmm. that all came to fruition, right? It sure did. Yes. So while at the conference, when I heard the woman talk about that, I thought, what a brilliant idea. A summer camp is used for summer and occasional weekend retreats, but that during the school year, it sits vacant. And I knew the perfect camp that is located um, near Colebrook and it's Camp Kirkenwald. Mm -hmm. It is the camp that I went to as a little girl. And then in college, my now husband and I were both counselors at. And so I just knew this is the place. It's a beautiful location. They have all the nature. Um, amenities and resources there, beautiful pavilion, Mm -hmm. cabins. Um, And and so we reached out to the camp director and presented our idea, and they loved it. That's so here wonderful. we are. And, and what a great community partnership, too, yeah. making the most of, of a great resource we have here. But like you said, might be underutilized at, at certain times of the year. And so it's really great when organizations can work together like that to make the most Absolutely. of. So, so that's yeah. fantastic. So what do you envision this enrollment looking like in the fall? You know, like how many kids are you hoping to sort of start with here? Um, and, and why do you kind of want to keep that that number? So we actually hope to start registration by maybe early February, early to mid-February. And we are capping it at eight students right now because we wanna keep that ratio. We would have two teachers and one assistant teacher. We wanna keep the ratio of teacher to student really low just so we can really individualize each of the kids' experiences. And when you are in nature, there are more um, just different potential hazards or risks that are out there. And so we wanna always be just very on top of that. Pre-COVID, we actually thought the number would be more like 12 to 14 in the cabin space, but because we don't know what things will look like in the fall, we want to play it safe and just make sure we can truly spread out for the days yeah. that we are inside. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So, and so many so, unknowns, right? You know, like yeah. even though you're planning for six there months are. from now, eight months from now. Right. But I love this idea yeah. of sort of like, how do you continue to live in COVID? Like, mm-hmm. you know, not not waiting and saying, well, when COVID's over, but mm-hmm. having to figure out how we live and we start and we continue to, you know, um, succeed mm-hmm. in, during COVID. And so I love this idea of like, you know, it might grow to different numbers later, but sort of adjusting for it rather than halting in it. I think it's easy for us to halt in fear of the unknown but right. you know yeah having so the bravery you. Yeah, yeah kudos for, you for being brave yeah. it's, <laughs> it's so hard right we, we always talk about you know this difference between this you know risk and innovation there is you're innovating something new and there's always going to be risk in that but you know a well-educated measured risk is worth trying to take right is, is worth trying to move forward and I have no doubt you'll be successful in that so yeah how fantastic so Thank I want to know I want to know what, what your kids think of all of this are they excited that mommy's starting a school? They love it. And you know, the really cool thing about this is when I first came up with the dream, it was supposed to happen next year and all my kids would be in school full day. This was, you mm-hmm. know, as I was thinking of it, yep. w- with the world being normal, that's how it was going to be. <laughs> and I never dreamed that any of them would be home, let alone all four of them. So they come, my youngest gets to participate in the pre-K to second grade session, and my three older ones are helpers during Mm -hmm. that, and then they all participate in the third through sixth, and it is just so much fun. Like, I get to have my family here for my first year doing Rooted and Free, and 
it makes my dream come true even sweeter. I just Aww. love it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so you know, sweet. and I we often that. talk with our our guests about how they learned service and dedication to community and how they pass that on to their kids. Mm-hmm. And boy, it's clear your your children are getting that hands on. They're learning how to do the laundry, which I tell you, I <laughs> but they're also learning, you know, how to serve others, how to use their their skills to do so, and and to see mommy build that. That's fantastic. That's funny. Well, yeah. uh, so Noah and Lincoln are very much the same person in mm-hmm. that, like, they're very reserved very quiet very like just very sweet kids and we started a joy journal with Noah because he's really struggling this year and so every every night we talk about three joys that you've had and they can be just dumb things not mm-hmm. dumb but you know like things that were like not and it doesn't have to be grandiose it doesn't right. have to be whatever be my shirt didn't itch me today exactly sure. and one day he wrote that he was happy that he could fold laundry for dad because dad does all the laundry Aww. and I was like oh I love this that like Aww. you're starting to recognize that like as being part of a family you do the things that make mm-hmm. all the things tick and so yeah and the joy really in making other yeah. and helping other people yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well and that's a huge I know Shyla you're really into psychology stuff I mean that's a huge for kids to feel that sense of being needed yeah is very important and yeah. he's getting that and yeah I love that my kids are getting that I mean, in other things, but this year with Rooted and Free, and there's certain little kids that are so cute that come and they'll say, did so-and-so sign up again? Can I be their helper? Like, you know, because I'll sometimes assign them with a specific kid who I can tell maybe might wander a little bit more or (laughs) miss mommy a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's very sweet to see them be a part of it. Yeah. Well, and the, and the best way to see what students with children have actually learned is watching them teach it to others. You know, mm-hmm. we have this with our elementary camp every year, which, you know, is one of the highlights of my year because our high schoolers get to be counselors then for the young ones. And they're the same way. They absolutely love and adore to be able to say, oh, is so-and-so back and can I help them? Or, yeah. you know, or they'll say, I know so-and-so has a really tough time in the morning, but can I be the one who, pair? you know, and it's so great to see or to see them share their knowledge of what they've learned, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. Well, I'm so glad that you're taking mm-hmm. this risk and and jumping out on this journey because I can tell it's a passion of yours and mm-hmm. something that you really feel strongly about uh, education and being in in out in in you know in the the fresh air and mm-hmm. being able to, to to do all that so before we go because we we, we want to be aware of your time uh, we have three questions that we ask all of our guests so here mm-hmm. we go Jasmine's okay. gonna kick it off so the first one is what is your favorite coffee beverage Okay, so (laughs) hazelnut latte if I'm going for something sweet. But I can only have that, you know, like once a month because it's a dessert, really. Mm -hmm. So my normal normal go-to is cold brew and I especially like the Stoke brand that you can buy in the grocery yeah. store. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The black unsweetened. Yep. Uh-huh. That's my favorite. I just had theirs. <laughs> I think I picked it up at the grocery outlet and it has protein in it. So it has like oh. added protein, which you know I'm like I need yeah, so yeah, much yeah. protein. So yeah, so like it was gr- and it's delicious. Oh. Absolutely it's delicious. Smooth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. And it's, it's good. it packs a punch for you. So you have like a 6 ounces of that like back in the old days when you had only 6 yeah. ounces and you're like, "Oh, I had coffee." Yeah. Like yeah, it's good instead of having to have like a 24 ounce craziness yeah absolutely well question number two here is Shyla's. yeah so we want to know what's your favorite adult beverage I I don't know if you're adult beveraging much these days because of four children at home but you know or maybe extra yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so so for different reasons both Nate and I didn't neither of us had our first alcoholic drink until we were in our 30s and um, I still, I, you know, I pretty much like anything that doesn't taste like it has alcohol. <laughs> so I like the really sweet, mm-hmm. yep. the really sweet wine. Um, my, my story, I don't know if there's time for this quick, of but yeah. I went to 
Hotel Hershey for my maybe 35th birthday several years ago. And um, I was so excited because it showed Reese's peanut butter cup martini. Mm -hmm. And I was very new to alcohol. And I was like, oh, peanut butter, chocolate, this is delicious. <laughs> I took a sip of it and it was nail polish remover. I was like, they lied to me. There was no chocolate or I peanut butter. And the waitress, the, the waitress came back. She's like, isn't it so smooth? Then you taste the peanut butter and the chocolate. And I was like, no, I just taste nail polish remover. <laughs> so that's kind of my, yeah. sorry, Shyla, but my alcohol story is. It's okay. I, I love that. It's okay. No worries. And that is, I've had that drink before, Christy. I understand. It, it packs, packs a punch. It does, yeah. for sure. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, our last question here is actually our favorite question of yes. all of our guests. And absolutely. so, Shyla, will you do the honors? Yeah. So, uh, Christy, we want to know, what's your passion? Well, my passion is really being the hands and feet of Jesus, which is, to me, sharing the love of God and doing that through relationships and people. And in the case of Rooted and Free, I get to do that through two big passions of mine, which is time and nature and time working with children, especially young children, teaching them. So I have a lot of passions, but I think being around people, being outside, those are two huge passions that I get to blend together and call it a job, which is yeah. awesome. And that's fantastic. Then oh, it sounds great. like you are in the perfect spot in your life. Yeah. And we are so excited to support you and celebrate where yeah. you're going with things. And absolutely. we will be right here to uh, to cheer you on along the way. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. so congratulations on all yeah. your success. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks absolutely. for joining us today, Christy. It was, it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla, And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated jazz man and drunk shallow. 